You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number eight. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer, cycle instructor, and fitness ambassador. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Today we're going to talk about sunblock. So you might be thinking, well, why is Kim Eagle talking about sunblock? That's not something we eat. We don't work out with sunblock. Well, hopefully you put it on if you're doing an outdoor workout. But the reason why I wanted to do an episode about sunblock is because I think people don't realize, one, how important it is for our body so that we can prevent skin cancer, and two, how overwhelming it is to pick the right sunblock. So it's so important that we're picking something that we're going to rub all over our skin that's not going to harm us. I really think there's nothing worse than trying to be a healthy person and not realizing that you're actually maybe putting a harmful chemical all over your body. Or worse yet, all over our children when we slather and lather them with sunblock. So what I wanted to do today is take this topic, break it down for you, give you a little bit of education on what you should look for when you're trying to buy your sunblock and tell you about some brands that are or are not, I guess, eagleized, not for eating, but for putting on your body. Now, like I do for so many of my podcasts, I have a PDF that I made for you with everything that I'm going to talk about today. And this is one of those where you're definitely going to want to know these tips so that when you go into the store to buy your sunblock, you can kind of just quickly open up this this PDF I made for you and say, hey, does it have A, B, or C in it? Because if it does, Kim Eagle says that's not good for us. We don't want sunblock with that. And I know most of you are driving and so busy that I make these free PDFs for you so that you can just sit back and listen. And I'll also give you a link to a fantastic website that's going to tell you if your sunblock is in fact eagleized. All right. So we'll get to all of that at the end of the podcast. Well, the first thing I think that most people don't even realize is that skin is the largest organ of the body. Yes, it's actually an organ. Interesting, isn't it? And it's porous, of course. So what we put on our body and our skin, it is very important. Just like what we put in our mouth to eat, I want it to be clean, I want it to be healthy, I want it to be chemical-free. Well, I really want the same thing for your sunblock. I want to tell you what things you should and should not have in your sunblock so that you can make the healthiest choice possible when you're lathering yourself uh, on the largest organ of your body, right? And your children. It always breaks my heart when I see people using certain sunblocks on their kids. So I'm going to help you. I'm going to teach you the tips. Let's get right into it right now. The first thing you want to know is what are we even protecting our skin from? We're actually protecting our skin from two types of rays. We've got the UV light, the UVA, and the UVB rays. So it's actually two different rays. UVA rays can prematurely age your skin, causing the wrinkling and the age spots. Okay, nobody wants that, right? The UVB rays can burn your skin. So we really want to prevent UVA and UVB rays, all right? So that's something that's really important to know. It's not just one of them. Too much exposure to the UVA or the UVB can cause skin cancer, and we certainly do not want that. 
So the best sunscreen offers protection from all UV light. So you want to make sure that your sunblock protects from UVA and UVB rays. Now UCSF, they recommend a broad spectrum sunblock with UVA and UVB protection. Also an SPF rating of at least 30. So let's talk a little bit about that. What is SPF? We're always looking for the highest SPF you can find. And, and that's a real problem because a lot of people just go to the shelf and they're like, oh, SPF 50, SPF 100. They think that the best sunblock has the highest SPF. That's not necessarily so. So SPF stands for sun protection factor. There's a great trivia question for you, right? Anybody ever know what SPF stands for? I certainly did not. And SPF is a measure of how well the sunscreen deflects the UVB rays. So important note there, it's just the UVB rays. Now manufacturers calculate SPF based on how long it takes to sunburn skin that's been treated with the sunscreen as compared with skin that hasn't been treated with sunscreen. Let me break that down for you. SPF 15, as an example, means that it would take your skin 15 times longer to get red than if you were wearing no protection at all. So if your unprotected skin begins to redden after 10 minutes in the sun, then with a generous coat of SPF 15, it would take 150 minutes for your skin to begin to turn red. But to get this protection, you would have to slather sunscreen on as thick as icing. Can you imagine? So swimming, sweating, all of those things can start to wash off sunscreen. So the best one might be less effective than the actual SPF actually listed. So how many of us are actually putting on an amount that is like a layer of icing on our skin? I don't know about you, but I generally don't like to go out looking like a white monster, although let me tell you, I have done it many times for the sake of not wanting to get skin cancer. Or how about your kids? I mean, my son is the worst about this. He's always like, did you get the white off? Did you get the white off? Nobody wants it to look like that, but at the same time, they're basically saying in order to get the full SPF value, you would have to put it on that thick. So that's something that you definitely want to know. The American Academy of Dermatology, they also recommend an SPF of at least 30. Now here's something interesting. There's no need to go over SPF 50. So we, we're soon to see labels that promise protection over, or we, I should say we're not going to soon see labels that, per, that say that they protect over 50 because the FDA believes there isn't proof that a product can actually provide such a high level of sun protection. So don't go out there thinking that if you're buying something that's over an SPF of 50, that you're really actually getting your money's worth on that one, all right? Really, everyone says SPF 30. Now, another interesting thing that I read is don't assume that SPF 30 is actually double of what SPF 15 protection provides because it is not twice as protective, okay? So it's going to offer more protection than the SPF 15, so definitely still get the 30, but it's actually not double the amount, and that's sort of interesting to think about. Now, rather than looking at a sunscreen's SPF, 
You really want to make sure that you're choosing the broad spectrum sunscreen that's going to protect you from those UVA and UVB rays that we talked about. So in order to make sure that your sunblock does that, you want your label to say multi-spectrum, broad spectrum, or that it has UVA and UVB protection. Any of those words, terms, things like that, the multi-spectrum, broad spectrum, UVA, and UVB protection is what you need to see on your sunblock. Again, don't worry about writing it down right now. That's why I printed this out for you, and you're going to be able to get it at the end of the podcast so that you have these quick little things that you can look up. You might go home and see if your sunblock actually says that it has these things. Now, there are many things in sunblock that are not good for you. This is really important, okay? There are certain ingredients that I never want you to have in your sunblock. So this is almost like, what would my analogy be? It would be like some kind of artificial sweetener in your food. When I say, don't ever eat that food if it has aspartame in it or sucralose in it. Well, if you see these products in the ingredients of your sunblock, I don't want you to get it, okay? Because these are actually harmful, and I'm gonna tell you which ones they are. The first one you do not want in your sunscreen is called oxybenzone, okay? O-X-Y-B-E-N-Z-O-N-E. This is a hormone-disrupting chemical which penetrates the skin, enters the bloodstream, all right? Not something that you want in your body. Let's see, Um, avoiding any sunscreen that has this chemical at all costs is what they actually tell you, especially for children. Isn't that interesting? It is the most popular ingredient in chemical-based sunscreens and it only blocks the UVB ray. So we do not want oxybenzone in our sunscreen. Now, another thing that you're gonna often see is something called nanoparticles. So zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which you do want in your sunscreen, we'll talk about those in a second, they offer broad spectrum protection in what's called mineral sunscreens. So people who find these chemical sunscreens sometimes are too irritating, might prefer these mineral forms. So they used to go on thick, right? Do you remember that thick white looking ointment like a diaper rash? Remember that the, uh, the lifeguards would have it on their nose that's really thick, right? Well, now there are mineral sunscreens in which the, these particles have actually been shrunk to micro or nano size so that they become colorless on the skin. Now, here's the question. Can nanoparticles get past the skin's surface and into the body? There is still debate about whether they can get into the body and into the bloodstream. And so we don't know what that effect will be. So you want to avoid any sunscreens that have nanoparticles because we don't know for sure what these nanoparticles are doing and if they are in fact getting into the skin through the pores. So we know that the intact skin, I should say, we know that with intact skin, these nanoparticles will stay on top of the skin. But what they don't know is if the skin is broken. And that, you know, an example of that is people who have eczema, any kind of scrape or something going on on your skin, we don't know if those nanoparticles would go into that. And so that's where you have to be very careful. And honestly, I just get a little concerned, like, 
if it's if it's that concerning and they're saying don't use it even if you're you don't have eczema or something maybe this is not a product that we want to mess with okay so a sunscreen does not need to have nanoparticles another thing you want to look for that you do not want in your sunscreen oddly enough vitamin a a 2009 study by the u.s government Uh, the scientists released by the National Toxicology Program found that when this is applied to the skin in the presence of sunlight, it may speed the development of skin tumors and lesions. So vitamin A might be needed in some places, but it is not needed in your sunblock. Parabens, that is another thing you generally never want in anything you're putting on your body. And most people know that now you want, you don't want your shampoo to have parabens, your soaps. And also if you see the word paraben, you do not want it in your sunblock. Now here's an interesting one. People don't think about too much. Fragrance. You actually do not want fragrance in your sunblock. So it might make the product smell nice, but this is a petroleum-based product that is linked to organ toxicity and allergies. So a lot of people who have sensitivities or allergies to things, you definitely don't want a fragrance put into your sunblock. Another one that's interesting, I knew this a long time ago and I have tried to tell people, but some people just won't listen, The sprays, or sometimes even a powder sunblock, I've not seen a powder, but I have seen the sprays. You do not want to use the sunblock spray, all right? So generally speaking, sprays and powders have additional chemicals added to them for performance purposes. These additional chemicals are usually not something you want to be spraying on your body, and they can be toxic to the lungs. So you're probably thinking, well, how's it going to get in my lungs? Have you ever sprayed that stuff all over your kids and all of a sudden you breathe in and you have just inhaled the sunblock spray? I'm always like coughing and choking and trying to get it out of my mouth when people spray that around me. So many of the side effects of sprays and powders on the lungs are not tested before being approved because this is a sunblock for your skin. So what we're saying is they don't really know what the spray is doing to your lungs and we are actually inhaling more of it than you realize. So don't go for the sprays, even though I know it's hard to get this sunblock on your kids, right? And it's so easy if you can just spray them really fast. But the reality is this is not a product that is meant for your lungs. And unfortunately, you and your kids are inhaling it when it's going on. Now, another thing that they have on the list of things not to have in your sunblock has to do with the popular conventional brands. They're saying that the popular brands are basically the ones that are the worst in terms of safety and in terms of the rating of safety. So brands like Aveeno, Banana Boat, Coppertone Sport, Coppertone Water Babies, Bullfrog, Neutrogena, Uh, CVS has a brand, Walgreens has a brand, Hawaiian Tropic, and many other popular brands are rated the worst in terms of safety in what's called the Environmental Working Group's Sunscreen Guide. And I'm going to give you the link to that guide in my PDF after the podcast. This guide is fantastic because it does a safety 
uh, gauge for you and let you know the toxicity levels basically. Is it is it slightly toxic, medium toxic, or very toxic for your body? And what they found is that a lot of the popular brands are actually the most toxic. So I'm going to talk about a little bit more about the brand. So don't just freak out because I just mentioned that Copper Tone Sport was your brand and that it's actually highly toxic. We'll get into the details of that in just a moment. So what else is really important to remember when you're using your sunscreen? This is something that Definitely, I know we all do it. I'm guilty of it too. But the first thing you want to do is you want to apply generous amounts of sunscreen to dry skin 30 minutes before you go outdoors. I know that is so hard to do. I mean, half the time the kids are running out into the pool and you've got about three seconds before they get outside. But technically, if you want these SPFs to be at their max, you need to generously apply it 30 minutes before you go outdoors. So it's something good to remember. You wanna use sunscreen on all skin surfaces that are going to be exposed to the skin. Some of these little spots on your body you forget. Definitely don't forget your face, your ears. That is such a quick one that, you know, you can you can put that sunblock on your ears so fast, but it's definitely a neglected part that everybody forgets to put sunscreen on. Even your hands and your lips, okay? So don't forget, it's not just your arms and your back and your stomach and your legs. There are these other smaller spots on your body that have skin that's being seen by the sun and you definitely want to protect them. Now, how often are you reapplying your sunscreen? It's so awful that this has just become such a a problem and that you have to be very conscious of it, but you're supposed to reapply your sunscreen every two hours and immediately after swimming or heavy sweating. So as soon as those kids come out of the pool, as soon as you come out of the pool, or as soon as you come, maybe you come in, you just did a big workout and you were sweating as you were running out there and then you're going back out to the pool, immediately you have to reapply the sunscreen. I mean, hey, if we're gonna go through the trouble of putting it on once and we're trying to prevent skin cancer here, let's make sure that we reapply as well. Also remember that sand, water, snow, and concrete actually reflect sunlight and make it even more important to use sunscreen. So it's not just on a hot summer day at the beach. And also UV light can pass through clouds. So you need to even use sunscreen when it is cloudy out. Really important things to remember when putting on that sunscreen. Okay. Here we go. How do you choose a safe sunscreen? So I told you what not to have in it. I always like to start with the brakes. How do you stop? But now I want to tell you what you should have in it and what you should look for on the sunscreen bottle so that you're choosing the safest sunscreen possible. The first thing you want to look for is titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. These are mineral-based sunscreens and they do not penetrate the skin. They provide UVA protection against the sun's most damaging rays, okay? So the titanium dioxide and zinc oxide are very, very important. You want a non-nano product. As we just talked about those nano products, uh, you don't want those. You want a non-nano product. So it will often say on the tube that it is a non-nano product. That means they do not have small particles that can absorb into the skin. You wanna choose a sunscreen that is unscented. That's important, you don't want that fragrance. 
And you want to pick a lotion-based sunscreen with water resistance, okay? So it can say water resistance. It actually cannot say waterproof or sweatproof because my understanding is there is no sunblock out there that is waterproof or sweatproof. They are simply water resistant, but you still need to reapply. You want to pick a broad spectrum sunscreen that protects against the UVA and the UVB rays. So all of those things are super important if you're trying to pick the healthiest sunblock for your body, you're putting it on the largest organ of your body, which is your skin, you're slathering and lathering this all over your children. Let's make sure that we look for these key things when we pick our sunblock. All right, so there is a guide out there. It's called the Environmental Working Group Sunscreen Guide. And they basically put a hazard score on all sunblocks. Now, unfortunately, the 2016 sunscreen guide is still not out. So I had to work with what they had, which is the 2015 guide. But I want to talk to you about their hazard score key so you can start to see if some of your favorite sunblocks are considered low hazard, moderately hazard, or a high hazard. Okay, that's what you want to know. They say you would want to be picking a sunblock that is low hazard, which is a score of zero to two. You do not want anything higher. So moderate hazard is three to six, and a high hazard is seven to 10. You want a number that is zero to two. So let me tell you about some popular brands and where they fall on the hazard score key. So a Walgreens brand is a seven that falls in a high hazard score. So you would not want to get the Walgreens brand sunblock. Many Neutrogena brands, this is an important one because a lot of you posted on my Facebook page that you use Neutrogena. For some reason we look at Neutrogena and we, I don't know, I used to also consider it like some kind of healthy brand. It's not necessarily, and many of the Neutrogenas rate at a seven. That is in the high hazard category. Now I say many because sunblock is really no different than food. What do I mean by that? One brand could have 12 different types of sunblock and some of theirs might fall into a low hazard score, but some of them might fall into a high hazard score. So not only do you have to look up the brand, but you have to look up which sunblock of that brand you're using because sometimes they have like uh, one for the babies, one for sports, one for beach, one, you know, they have so many now you actually have to look up the specific one because some of these brands do rate low hazard and some rate high hazard. Now, uh, many of the Neutrogena ones rated high hazard. Hawaiian, many of the Hawaiian tropics also were in the high hazard score. Now this one, and I used to use it too, and a lot of you wrote it on my Facebook page, so I want to make sure that I cover it. The Copper Tone Sport. You know the one I'm talking about? It has the blue bottle. Well, that actually rated at a five. So that puts you in the moderate hazard. So they would say not ideal because you want to be low hazard. So I don't use Copper Tone Sport anymore. I'll let you know what I do use. Um, now, Copper Tone Water Babies, this is what we put on our babies, right? Moderate hazard. It's a score of a five. So not the best option. Now, Alba, which has some really great products, and I have some of them, 
that depended on which one it was because Alba actually has several, oh my gosh, they have several different types of sunblock. They rated anywhere from a two to a five. So some of them were acceptable with a two, that's the low hazard, and some already bumped themselves up to the moderate hazard with a five. So again, you have to be quite cautious. Now, what do I think are some of the best sunblocks out there? Well, you know me, I'm gonna definitely find a sunblock that's in the low hazard range, and I want it as close to one as possible. Remember, low hazard is zero to two. I don't think, that you, you don't get one that's zero, it's either one or two that I've seen. Well, Badger, most of the Badger products are one. There were some that come in at a two hazard, but they, all of them rated in the low hazard range. So Badger is a great product to have. I will say it goes on a little thick. It gives me the white ghostly look, but you know what? It's actually doing its job and it's not harmful for my body. So I do use Badger. Another great sunblock is Think Sport. They make them for kids. They have a beach and a sport uh, product also, and it scores at a one. So Think Sport, thumbs up. It's a great product. Another one, Raw Elements. They scored in the low hazard. So those are probably my top three that I really like because they all scored their products in the low hazard range and they had some ones, so that's fantastic. Now, does that mean that those are the only three that you can use? No, it doesn't mean that. It, there's so many brands out there with so many products, so that's what you have to remember. You just need to look up exactly which sunscreen you have. So in my PDF I'm about to tell you about, you can get the link to the guide and you can input anything that you're using. Now, just back to the fact that um, so many of these brands have different ratings within their brand, Coppertone Sport being one of them. So Coppertone Sport has um, a sport high performance. It also has, let's see, a breathable ultra sweat proof sunscreen and a high performance sunscreen lotion with a SPF of 15 or an SPF of 50. So now maybe you see what I mean. There are so many different Coppertone Sports out there. There's not, there's not even just one Coppertone Sport within the sport brand. They have like four or five different ones. So most of the Coppertone Sports rate, two of them rate at a four and two of them rated a five, and then they have the spray, which, raised at the, which weighs in at a seven. All of those still are not in that low toxicity range. Another one that was new to me, but you guys wrote it on the Facebook page, so I wanted to look it up right away because you guys loved it, was Blue Lizard. I'd never heard of that one, and I'll have to definitely check it out, but Blue Lizard is another one that has different types of sunblock that all rated differently. So I wanted to make sure you knew that. They have the Blue Lizard Sunscreen Sensitive Skin SPF 30 that rates at a one. So that's awesome. You can get that one, okay? I hope that's the one that you guys said you were using. Then they have the Blue Lizard Sunscreen Face SPF of 30. So this one's just for your face. That bumped up to a two, but that's still in the low toxicity range, so that would be okay. But then be careful because then there's a Blue Lizard sunscreen regular, not the sensitive, it says regular SPF 30. Now that rates at a four. So that just puts you in that middle zone, which would be a no-go. And they have a Blue Lizard Sunscreen Sport, which would always be the one I grab because I always think, well, I'm out there sweating doing my sports. I need that one. Also rated at a four, which is not 
what we're looking for. We want it to be a zero to two. So again, just a great example that even within the brand, you have to be very specific about which product you're using to make sure it's right for you. Okay, so I just told you all this stuff. It's a lot of information, but I took the top tips of all of this podcast and put it very simply into some bullet points for you of what you do not want in your sunblock, what you do want in your sunblock, and the link to the guide that will tell you if your sunblock is considered toxic, all right? You can get all of these things at earnthatbody.com forward slash sunblock. Easy enough, right? Just go to earnthatbody.com forward slash sunblock. You can go ahead and input your email so that I can send you this PDF. I can tell you right now, I already saved this PDF on my phone because it's the kind of thing where I get to the market and I forget, okay, what were those three things that I'm supposed to look for in my sunblock? And I can just pull it up on my phone then and really quickly see, okay, I want it to have broad spectrum. I want it to have you know, the non-nano, all that kind of stuff. So this is a PDF that I will definitely say it's going to be a popular one and it's the kind that you want to save to your phone so that you can make sure you can look for the yeses, the nos of what you want in sunblock. And again, just remember, I want to be a healthy body coach. I'm not just here to tell you about nutrition or a great workout or how to get a six pack. Those things are great, but I also want to teach you how to have a healthy body. And if we're going to put something all over the biggest organ of our body, I want to make sure that you know how to pick the healthiest option for you and your children. So I hope you found this helpful today. If you did, please give it a share on Facebook. Let people know about it. I want to really spread this podcast wide this year. It is always my goal to pay health forward. And what I mean by that is I want to reach as many people as I can with any information about how to have a healthy body. And I just want to help people because sometimes people make it a little too difficult out there and it just doesn't have to be. Of course, if you have any questions, you can always go to earnthatbody.com. Go to the contact page. I'm happy to answer any questions. And I hope that you're getting ready for a fantastic summer. At least now, I know that your skin will be protected. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. 